Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Another week of Believe in Ohio State. Very happy to have you with me again. Not much has changed in regards to Ohio State football and the Buckeye football program since we talked last week. And on last week's episode, we talked a lot about hope. Now, hope is not lost that Ohio State is going to play football in 2020, whether that's a late October start sometime in November. We've heard that news. But last week, we talked about hope in regards to Ohio State playing a fall football season because of some pressure President Donald Trump put on Kevin Warren in the Big Ten Conference. But it sounds like that pressure isn't very real. The Big Ten doesn't seem to be budging whatsoever, which uh, it stinks a little bit because, like you, I want to have a fall football season. You know, all these other teams are starting up right now. We've already had a few college football games The Big 12 and the ACC both starting off with games this Saturday. So it's starting to get exciting for college football. But it stinks for Big 10 fans, for Pac-12 fans, for Ohio State fans that those teams are not going to be able to play immediately. And it hurts a little more because NCAA doctor Brian Hainline came out this past week and said that he is highly confident right now that it's safe to play college football. He said that the decisions of the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC directly aligned with the NCAA's decisions surrounding COVID-19. So that means the NCAA feels confident right now that college football can happen, and that is why college football is happening right now, quite frankly. Now, the Pac-12 doctors, the Big Ten doctors, the, the people that each of these boards consulted with when it came to the decision whether or not to postpone the fall football season. Those doctors didn't feel comfortable, but the NCAA doctor, Brian Hainline, says he is comfortable right now, so that hurts a little bit to hear, especially with some of the the new testing methods that have come out here, 15-minute rapid test. It seems like that would have helped create some sort of fall football season for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Say what you will, maybe they rushed their decisions. I wish they would have waited a couple of weeks to figure out what we have now because like I've talked about on this podcast every week in the year 2020 with COVID-19, things are changing so rapidly. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Who knows? Tomorrow a vaccine for COVID-19 could come out for all we know. 
But it is a little bit frustrating. It feels like they may have rushed the decision to postpone the season right now, given what we know medically, given the testing that we now have. And it hurts extra because the Big 12 and the ACC are both starting their seasons on Saturday. Now, the Big 10 should have started their season this past Saturday. That was the initial start date for the season to open up. But, of course, COVID-19 hit. Everything kind of went awry at that point. A wrench was obviously thrown into things. The scheduling has been all changed up in every conference. But, of course, the Big Ten has been uh, postponed now until further notice. And with that in mind, there are rumors swirling right now that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, with those two conferences being delayed right now, being postponed, There are rumors that those two conferences are trying to match up their schedules, which of course would bring with it the potential of a Spring Rose Bowl to kind of decide the overall champion of a Pac-12 and a Big Ten season. It would be a Big Ten champion facing off against a Pac-12 champion in a Spring Rose Bowl, which I hear a lot of people complaining about. Frankly, I think it would be kind of fun. I think that would be a very, very exciting thing to have. So a Pac-12 and a Big Ten schedule, those are potentially lining up right now, both conferences working together to see what might work should they start towards the end of October should they start around Thanksgiving or should they start in the spring but guys this episode is going to be mostly about the NFL and the wait is finally over football is back and you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online I am so, so excited to give you guys my picks this week. Towards the end of the episode, I'm going to be giving you all my National Football League picks, whether that's game picks, whether that's future picks. I'm going to have all sorts of picks for you later in this show. And I really haven't talked about gambling a whole lot on this show, but I love betting on sports. I'm big into it. I love football season. I mean, it's like Christmas Day. Thursday night, we're going to get our first NFL games in for a better That is like Christmas Day. The NFL finally back. It's time to make some money. And from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always their online casino as well. That never closes. So if you're not a sports better, there's always their online casino to use as well. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and make some money come college football season. BetOnline, they're your online sportsbook experts. So with that in mind, let's get into it. Let's go to Buckeyes in the NFL right now. There was some big news surrounding a former Ohio State defensive lineman, Cam Hayward, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, signs a four-year $71.4 million extension. That's likely going to make him a Steeler for life, and it's always good to see Ohio State Buckeyes, former Ohio State Buckeyes, get paid at the next level. So Cam Hayward, a guy that already has plenty of money in the bank, Get $71.4 million richer, signing a four-year extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with the NFL season starting on Thursday, there are Buckeyes on all but six NFL rosters to start the season. So let's go over some Buckeyes in new places on new teams this year so you know who exactly to root for when your team is not playing. 
First and foremost, safety Von Bell. He's no longer with the Saints. Of course, he was drafted by New Orleans. He's been there quite a while. No longer with the Saints. He's going to start this season down in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Joins guys like Sam Hubbard and Billy Price there. Of course, you could consider Joe Burrow, a former Ohio State Buckeye as well, the number one overall pick. Going to start at quarterback there. So safety Von Bell no longer with the Saints. He is going to be applying his trade down in Cincinnati this year. Some great news for former Ohio State tight end Marcus Baugh. He's fought for an NFL spot for the past two seasons, hasn't yet made a 53-man roster. Well, he did it this year for the Washington football team. He's expected to be a contributor after having a solid training camp, so that's just great news for Marcus Baugh, a guy that stuck with it the past couple of seasons. He played in the AAF while that lasted. He's been in training camp for a couple of NFL teams, but he finally makes a 53-man roster with Washington. He's set to join Dwayne Haskins, who was just named the Washington starting quarterback earlier this week. Also be there with Chase Young, the number two overall pick, as well as Terry McLaurin, who has a chance to be the number one receiver for the Redskins this season. In Detroit, rookies Jonah Jackson and Jeff Okuda join Taylor Decker there, so watch out for that team. Jonah Jackson on the offensive line. Jeff Okuda, a chance to be the defensive rookie of the year this year, number three overall pick for Detroit. Then in Las Vegas, of course, Las Vegas is going to be in Las Vegas for the first time this year, moving from Oakland. Damon Arnett wants to have a big rookie year in Las Vegas after he was a first-round pick by the Raiders this season. Raekwon McMillan also with the Raiders now, just recently traded from Miami to Las Vegas. And Jonathan Hankins, defensive lineman, is also with the Raiders. In New Orleans, Malcolm Jenkins back with the Saints, another stint with the team, so watch out for uh, the Saints defensive backfield there, he and Marshawn Lattimore. Then in Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins and Malik Harrison's both want to have big rookie seasons for the Ravens, a Super Bowl favorite this year. J.K. likely to have a pretty big role in the backfield for Baltimore, Malik Harrison competing for a linebacker spot there. In Carolina, Eli Apple is no longer with the Saints, no longer with the Giants. He is a Carolina Panther, so a cornerback there looking to, I don't want to say revitalize his career, but give it the jump start it needs after a couple of down seasons. So Eli Apple now in Carolina. He joins Curtis Samuel with the Panthers. In Jacksonville, Devon Hamilton looking to make an impact this season, rookie defensive tackle. And then in Los Angeles with the Chargers, K.J. Hill makes the team after being drafted in the seventh round. Watch out for K.J. You know he's going to be motivated this year after falling to the seventh round. Some people had him as a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick in that range. He fell all the way to the seventh round. He wants to make those teams that passed on him pay this season. So K.J. Hill making the Chargers roster. And then similarly, Jordan Fuller, safety, makes the L.A. Rams roster after being selected in the sixth round. So a couple of Buckeye rookies out in Southern California looking to make big impacts this season. Speaking of the West Coast, Carlos Hyde, running back, is now with the Seattle Seahawks. And then, saving my Chicago Bears for last, Ted Ginn Jr. is now with the Bears, looking to add a burst of speed to that wide receiver room, provide a deep threat for Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. So happy to have Ted Ginn with the Bears. That does it for new Buckeyes, Buckeyes in new locations in the National Football League. So how about we get to some picks now that you can use online at betonline.ag. Let's get into it. First, I want to start off with a couple of odds on some future bets. And these are involving Ohio State players. I'm not saying that you should make these bets by any means. You might want to. I just want to provide you with the odds so you have an idea before the season starts should you want to lay some money on the line on these players. 
First and foremost, Nick Bosa is plus 900 right now to win NFL Defensive Player of the Year. That's the second best odds in the league. He trails only Aaron Donald of the LA Rams. His brother Joey Bosa has the seventh best odds in the league. He's plus 2,000 to win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So a couple of interesting bets there on both Bosa brothers. And then there's Chase Young. He's plus 2,800, the ninth best odds. So a rookie has an opportunity to win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year this year, plus 2,800. That tells me that Vegas thinks that Chase Young is going to have a pretty darn big rookie season, which says a lot because he's on a bad team, and he's on a team that frankly doesn't have a very good defensive line. So I'm excited to see what Chase Young is able to do this season. Plus 2,800, the ninth best odds in the league to win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. So watch out for Chase Young this year. He's also the odds-on favorite to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year, plus 200, so not a whole lot of value there on Chase to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Jeff Okuda, an interesting value pick. He's plus 2,000, fourth best odds to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. You know, we've seen the way that Ohio State defensive backs have played as rookies in the National Football League the past couple of seasons, whether it's Marshawn Lattimore or Denzel Ward. Not a bad bet there for Jeff Okuda, the third overall pick, plus 2,000. So you can make some money betting Jeff Okuda to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year in the National Football League. As for offense, Joe Burrow, he is a former Ohio State Buckeye, plus 350 to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Those are the second best odds, trailing only Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So some value there. Jeff Okuda, I think, brings you the most value. Chase Young is kind of an intriguing pick for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Just wanted to give you guys a couple of those odds in case you're interested on putting some money down. But here's where I'm really starting to get interested, and it starts with J.K. Dobbins for Offensive Rookie of the Year. J.K. Dobbins is plus 2,500 right now for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I see great value for J.K. for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, we've already heard rumors out of Baltimore that he's going to have a carved-out role in that backfield. They love to run the ball. Mark Ingram's their one. They run it a ton with Lamar Jackson as well. But there's always some value for the second or third runner in Baltimore as well. We've seen Gus Edwards the past couple of seasons play a pretty good role in the backfield for Baltimore. Well, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to carve himself out a pretty important role for the Ravens because he's a damn good running back. So my first reason is we already know that he's going to have a role in their backfield. So he's already going to put up some numbers. My second reason for betting J.K. Dobbins at plus 2,500 for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, is if Mark Ingram gets hurt, which he has in the past, the backfield is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Baltimore loves to run the football. They're going to pound the rock with J.K. Dobbins if Mark Ingram gets hurt. It remains to be seen. We haven't watched him play a game yet. J.K. Dobbins could very well be their number one running back when they come out for their first game. But right now, if Mark Ingram were to get hurt this season, J.K. Dobbins is going to be running that backfield in Baltimore. A ton of volume for him, a ton of carries. I love the value at him, plus 2,500 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So that's a pretty good future bet. That's one that I like. Another one that I don't necessarily think he's going to win, but the values there, especially given where he was drafted, is K.J. Hill. Already talked about K.J. wanting to prove himself this season. He's plus 6,600 to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, for a seventh-round pick to have odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at all is pretty crazy. But for a guy who fell so far in the draft this season, these odds show me that 
Vegas thinks that KJ is going to produce and be a difference maker for the Chargers, which I love to see. They've also got an offense that's going to be geared around the short passing game, I think, with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. So why not throw a couple bucks on a guy who's going to be coming out of the slot for the LA Chargers? They love to dump it down to Austin Eckler. They've got Keenan Allen coming over the middle, who's a high-volume guy. KJ Hill, I could see him having an impact on some underneath routes this season for the Chargers. So, I mean, the value is there, plus 6,600 for K.J. Hill, a seventh-round draft pick to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Why not throw a couple of bucks on K.J. and have a reason to root for him this season? Now for the Offensive Player of the Year. Ezekiel Elliott is plus 2,000, and I love the bet on Ezekiel Elliott this season. I love the bet at that value because I think the Cowboys' offense is going to put up huge numbers this season. I think their passing game is going to be insane, and because of that, I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a ton of room to run this year. They've got all those weapons through the air, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. And with those guys in mind, I think Zeke is going to have a lot of success running the ball this year. And I wouldn't be surprised, frankly, to see him lead the league in rushing again. And if that's the case, the Cowboys are going to be very good. And a guy who is the league's top rusher on one of its best teams obviously has a pretty darn good chance at winning the Offensive Player of the Year. So I like that bet at plus 2,000 for Ezekiel Elliott. So there you go with some futures. I love J.K. Dobbins. I love Ezekiel Elliott. Now let's talk about some over-unders for this season. Let's start off in Carolina with wide receiver Curtis Samuel. His over-under for receiving touchdowns is four this season, and I love the over for Curtis Samuel. He had five and six touchdowns each of the last two seasons after having no receiving touchdowns as a rookie, and I think he becomes even more involved in the Carolina Panthers offense this season. He had six touchdowns with shoddy QB play last season, so with a more competent guy like Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, I see Curtis Samuel scoring at least five times through the air this season, so I think that's a pretty safe bet given his past two seasons, five touchdowns and six touchdowns through the air. I think he takes another step this season, and I think he smashes that over of four receiving touchdowns, so take the over, Curtis Samuel, four receiving touchdowns this season. Now let's move to New Orleans with Michael Thomas, and you might not like what I have to say about Michael Thomas here, so brace yourselves. I love Michael Thomas as a football player. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. But based off of the insane godlike numbers he put up last season, his numbers this year for the over-unders are all pretty high. Over-under 9 receiving touchdowns, over-under 1,475.5 receiving yards, and over-under 124.5 catches. Now let's start off with the 9 receiving touchdowns. He's never scored more than 9 touchdowns in any season. So I kind of like the under here, and I'm going to explain my reasoning for all this a little bit later on, but first and foremost, he's never scored more than nine touchdowns in a season, so I like the under nine receiving touchdowns this season. Now let's talk about yards. He had 1,700 receiving yards last season, which is insane, and that's going to be very tough to repeat. So I kind of like the under 1,475 and a half receiving yards this year. That's way less than 1,700, but again, I'm going to explain in just a moment. I will also go with under 124.5 catches this season. He put up a ton of catches last year. 124 catches is a ton again. I don't think he gets there because something is just telling me his numbers are going to regress this season. Whether it's an injury, he's been a very healthy player the last couple of seasons, so whether it's an injury or 
or the addition of a high-catch volume guy like Emmanuel Sanders to that Saints offense, I just don't see him putting up those insane numbers like he did last year. I think he's still going to have good numbers. I think he's still going to have very, very good numbers, but I just don't think he's going to put up those 140 catches, those 1,700 yards. I mean, also talk about Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. He played 14 games last year, so he missed a couple. He was nicked up. He still had 81 catches out of the backfield in 14 games. So I just think there are too many guys on that team that Drew Brees has to get the ball to for Michael Thomas to have as big of numbers as he did last year. So I like all the unders for Michael Thomas. Under nine receiving touchdowns, under 1,475.5 receiving yards, under 124.5 catches this season. I'm sorry, Michael Thomas, but I have something telling me that he's going to regress in all those categories this year. Now let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott again. The over-under for his rushing yards this season, 1,250. I like this over a lot. 1,200 rushing yards is a lot to have in a season, don't get me wrong, but Zeke has rushed for less than 1,300 yards only once in his National Football League career. That came when he played 10 games in 2017. So obviously, like I said, Dallas has more weapons in the passing game this year, but I think that will open up more in the ground game for Ezekiel Elliott. So that passing game is going to lead to more room for Zeke. Just because Dallas has so many guys to worry about for opposing defenses, I think they may go lax on the run. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to pop this season. And assuming he's healthy, I think he blasts past 1,250 rushing yards this season. As I said earlier, it would not be a surprise to me if he led the NFL in rushing yardage this season. And I think it's going to be way over 1,200 to do that. Now, every week, I'm going to pick six NFL games. So these are going to be week-by-week picks. We just went over my over-unders. We just went over my futures for this season. Now it's time to go game-by-game. And every week, like I said, I'm going to pick six NFL games. I'm going to pick the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Saints, the Raiders, the Lions, and the Colts. Every week. Because those teams have the most Ohio State players in the league on them. So I'm going to go over all those teams. And I'm also going to pick the Sunday night game and the Monday night games every single week as well. So eight picks every single week. And for week one, we're going to start it off like this. As I mentioned, I'm going to pick the Raiders, the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Saints, the Lions, and the Colts every single week. Week one, the Raiders are playing at the Carolina Panthers. One Eastern is the kickoff in that one. I love the Raiders by three points in that game. So it's Raiders minus three. The Raiders are my pick. I think Las Vegas is going to be much improved this season. They've got weapons on offense. I think they've improved on defense. And I think John Gruden gets them back on track in year two. So pick one, Raiders minus three. My next pick, the Washington football team plus six and a half versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That kick also at one Eastern on Sunday. My pick is going to be Washington plus six and a half, just because I think Washington is going to come out and surprise some people. I think Chase Young is going to be a huge difference maker on defense, but most importantly, I think a touchdown is too much to give a team in week one, especially with no preseason games this year. Philadelphia is a team lately that's been pretty suspect, especially last season. I felt like the Eagles were suspect all year long. So six and a half points, I think, is a lot for the Eagles to cover in week one. So while I think Philadelphia wins this game against Washington, I think the Redskins cover six and a half points. Next game, the Lions are favored by three points against my Chicago Bears. That game also at 1 Eastern on Sunday. My pick, it's got to be the Bears 
covering the three points. I don't think the Lions are better than the Bears whatsoever. I mean, Mitch Trubisky has been named the Bears starter. Historically, he's dominated the Detroit Lions. This game is in Detroit, but it's not really going to matter given the crowds this season, the fact that there aren't really going to be crowds this season. So the Lions by three points, I don't like that. I think the Bears' defense is just too good this season, especially to start things off against Detroit, a team that has historically struggled. So my pick, the Bears covering the three points in that game, Bears plus three. Next game, the Colts are eight-point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That game kicking off also at 1 Eastern on Sunday. Like I said with Philadelphia, giving a team a touchdown to win by in Week 1 seems like too much. So the Colts, by eight points in Week 1, even though the Jaguars are going to suck this season, for all intents and purposes, they're trying to tank this season for Trevor Lawrence. I like the Jaguars covering the eight points in this game. Gardner Minshew showed us the magic last year. I think he delivers a cover in Week 1. Again, I think the Colts are going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be by eight points. I think that's just too much for Week 1 when there isn't a preseason. So I like the Jaguars plus eight against the Colts. Then some of the later games at 4.05 Eastern on Sunday. The Bengals are three-point underdogs against the Chargers. The Bengals at home... I don't like them covering. I think the Chargers are just going to be a little bit too much for Cincinnati. Chargers going to be without Derwin James, but I still think they have enough. I think they just are a little more seasoned than Cincinnati, so I like the Chargers by three, beating Joe Burrow in his NFL debut. So Chargers minus three there against Cincinnati. Then at 425 Eastern on Sunday afternoon, the Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That one will happen in New Orleans. I like Tampa Bay on the cover there. I still think the Saints might win that game, but I think it's going to be a field goal deciding things at the end, so I like Tampa Bay covering the three-and-a-half. I think it's going to be a one-point, a two-point game. And uh, like I talked about earlier, the Saints have a lot of weapons, but Tampa Bay, they've got a lot of weapons themselves. They also have a really, really good defense. So I like the Buccaneers plus three and a half against the Saints in week one. So that does it for my Raiders, Washington football team, Lions, Colts, Bengals, and Saints picks. Again, Raiders minus three, Washington plus six and a half, the Bears plus three, the Jaguars plus eight, the Chargers minus three, and Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Feel free to follow along. I mean, I'm going to keep track of my picks all season because I want to see what my record is at the end of the year. Feel free to share your picks with me online at Dylan Tyre, D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-R at Twitter. Be happy to go back and forth with you about these picks every week. So that does it for those picks. Now it's time to pick Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football Week 1 is the Dallas Cowboys at the LA Rams in their brand new stadium. 8-20 kickoff Sunday night. The Cowboys are three-point favorites in that game, and I am picking Dallas. I think they are going to absolutely smoke the Rams in that game. As for Monday night football, there are two Monday night games to start things off this week. The Steelers are six-point favorites at the Giants, 7-15 on Monday night. Then at 10-10 Monday night, it's a pick between the Titans and the Broncos. So in that Steelers-Giants game, I'm going to pick the Giants to cover. I think the Giants are going to win that game outright. And then the Titans and the Broncos pick them. I'm going to go with Denver in that game. It's in Denver. I love what the Broncos have on offense. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this season. And that starts off with a win at 10-10 on Monday night. The Broncos are going to beat the Titans. So those are my picks. Again, Sunday night, the Cowboys by three. Love that. Monday night, I like the Giants covering plus six. And then I like the Broncos in a pick against the Titans.
So there you have it with my picks this week for the National Football League, and that's actually going to do it for this week's episode. As we continue through the NFL season, I'm going to give you those picks every single week because while we don't have a whole lot going on in terms of college football right now for Ohio State, we can talk about Buckeyes in the NFL. That's where all the storylines are going to be coming from. So more NFL, more Buckeyes in the NFL going forward, more picks going forward. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you follow some of those picks. I hope they work out for you. And if you're not in on those picks this week and they end up hitting, well, shame on you, but you'll get another opportunity next week. So with that, I want to say thank you again for joining me this week for Believe in Ohio State, and I'll see you again this time next week. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.